When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. My fifth worst place uh, I went to was a place uh, in Norway called Gorsdal. Now, you don't think of Norway being too bad, but this uh, Gorsdal is... It's north of Lillehammer, so right. it's getting right up there, um, yep. north. And I'm sure in winter it's a really nice ski resort, but we go there in the in the middle of summer for a mm-hmm. couple of futures events. Yep. And uh, it's it's about 30 kilometers or so north of Lillehammer. Yep. I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and the tennis courts are in a I know, I guess a ski resort, but no snow. Right. Ski resort on the side of a mountain. There are no restaurants outside the hotel. Yes. There is one little convenience store that's open for about an hour a day. Yep. Um, the nearest ATM machine was 17 kilometers away. <laughs> so what, what stage of your career? Oh, this is at? early. And you know what? I, I went back there twice. Right. So I went there. I it was well, this f- is so good, I've got to go back. Oh, well, you're chasing points like we spoke about. You're trying to find yep. places to go to. Yep. Um, the sun doesn't go down and our room didn't have curtains. So you got blaring sun 23 and a half hours a day. So do they give you... Because some of these tournaments obviously give you a hotel, some don't. What was the situation no, there? No, well, it was the only hotel there. Right. So it. you had to stay there. So no, the ATM 17 k's away. The ATM 17 k's away. Um, the f- food was awful. I remember um, I was there with another Aussie guy, Andrew Coelho, a mate of mine, and we used to uh, steal a loaf of bread from breakfast and, yeah. a, and a tub of Nutella because the food was so bad. That's all we ate for two weeks. <laughs> two tournaments in the same place. They said, don't go out walking in the forest because there's moose and apparently moose will chase you. Right. And uh, the, only, the only entertainment... <laughs> yeah, mate. Like, the only entertainment we had was to climb the mountain. So I think we did that twice in the week, up to the top of the mountain. And that, that was... It was, mate, it was diabolical. I mean, one day we had to hit at 3 a.m. because we couldn't sleep and the sun was out. We're like, well, this is ridiculous. Might as well go out and just play a little bit of mini tennis. If that's starting to be in a place like that where the um, sun is out at 3 a.m. Iceland, I think, is like that where there's 23 hours of um, daylight at certain times of the year. So can you remember how you went that week? Oh, I reckon I made a quarter one of the weeks maybe. Um I don't know. Many long... coming along? Many uh, tennis fans? No, man, there's no one there. I don't, <laughs> why, can't work out why they're putting a tournament up there. I, I guess they want to fill the rooms in this hotel. In the, uh, you know, I think we'll drag, we'll drag sort of 50 tennis players up here and we'll, we'll fund our, uh, our summer existence. So this was a, a Futures? A Futures, a 10,000 a Futures event. Right, okay. Because we know Oslo's the capital. So it's all... ah, it was, mate, I, I would, love, I would have loved to go to Oslo. Trust <laughs> me, that would have been a dream come true after being in this place. All right, that's, uh, that's number five. All right, number four. South Africa is a beautiful country, yes. I'm sure. Johannesburg's not a bad city. Depends where you walk. But uh, yeah. we we had a challenger event one year in uh, in Soweto, which is yeah, the Johannesburg ghetto, hmm. if you want to put it that way. Um, yeah, hotel was in a really nice area. That's fine. Santon City, it's called. It was you know hotel was pretty good. Restaurants were fine, but yep. 
Johannesburg is a bit of a dangerous place. Um, we used to get a police escort. We didn't stop. It was an hour trip to the courts because you can't stay in Soweto. You know, no, not going to stay in the. Uh, not highly recommended. No, it's not. Not that's not the number one place to visit in Joburg. Yeah. Um, we used to take an hour bus ride out to the courts, um, and I remember the courts were they had ripples in them. It was really bad. Um, the fences had like barbed wire on the top, and the, the thing that was tough, and you don't want to, but. The, the ball people and the, the line judges mm. didn't have shoes on. So they'd gone around the uh, sort of the game. I don't know what they'd offered them. Yep. But, um, yeah, asked them to come out and would you like to sort of pick up balls and call lines for <laughs> a few days. And <laughs> No real officials sit up. No, it was, uh, you know, and food just, I mean, it was just, it, you, you talk about it, but you can't describe it. I had felt, it, you felt for, you, for your safety. And it's... Any time you've got to do that, it's probably not the best place to be. Because there's no real tournaments now, I think, in South Africa. No, I was no. talking to Alison Lee from the ATP when I was um, at the World Tour Finals, and that's one place the ATP would love to try and get back to. I mean, can you imagine a tournament in a beautiful place like Cape Town with you know the tabletop mountain there in the background? It's got a beautiful cricket ground at Newlands, um, but they haven't even got any like a Futures or I think or a Challenger. Well, no challenger. They used to have a tour event, so they had the challenger, and they had a you know a tour event there for I think three years. That they used to put a you know, courts down in the car park, of one of the casinos and stuff, which was quite nice. But it certainly wasn't uh, wasn't in Soweto because they produced a lot of uh, great tennis players: Wayne Ferreira, Kevin Anderson. Now Amanda Kutzer was a very good player there for a while, but yeah, uh, they've no, been through uh, been through a fair bit. All right, yeah, okay, number three. It gets a lot worse from here. I hope so. so. So number three is a. I played two weeks in a row in in China, in two cities. One was called Anning and one was Kunming. So they're about an hour and a half apart. <laughs> okay, it's so hot, and the thing that happens in China is they build these centers and they just it won't be there, and then all of a sudden they'll just build a tennis center in the middle of nowhere. Mm. And so the first one in Anming, An, Anming, Anning. They uh, they built this tennis center. It was meant to have a hotel attached. The yep. hotel wasn't finished. They put us up in a, a random hotel. Uh, terrible food. Courts were unplayable. I unplayable. What surface were we talking? It was clay. Right. Which, which it, be, be, a little bit of altitude as well. Yeah. And they've got clay courts. And they wanted to have a tournament in China in sort of the lead up to the the European swing. It's sort of you know a couple of weeks before the French Open quality mm-hmm. starts and. Oh mate, the food and I was so sick. And is this one of your earlier trips to? This was um, China. This, yeah, this would have probably been. I reckon it was when I came back. So okay. this would have been maybe 2012. Right. Um, 2012. Yeah, but if it, it's like you, the water is like if you turn the water on your room, you don't know if it's going to come out clear or black. It was. It, it was. It's just nothing. Mosquitoes like you can't believe. I think it rained every second day, and but the second week was in Kunming, which is the bigger city. And so you thought, okay, we're going to be fine here. We're in a, we're in a bigger city. This is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, an hour and a half driving down dirt roads later, yep. we're in Kunming. We're two hours from Kunming City. Like We're out somewhere. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure Middle it's not even. Yeah. Yep. Um, and this week, we're same thing. They've built a tennis center. They've built a hotel attached to it, but the hotel's not finished. So the first three days, we didn't have any water. None. So how, no, fa- how far is the hotel? The hotel the is on one. site. Yeah, but you, you said they couldn't. They couldn't use that. No. So the second week, the ho- they they put us in a nut. So the second week of this trip yep. was in Kunming. Yeah. And the hotel was on site. At the right. tennis courts unfinished, but they still put us in there. 
So, so hang on. So you walked into your room. No, so I walked into my room and I turned it on. And you know what? Actually, I had water, but yeah. I only had hot water. I didn't have cold water. Right. So I had scalding hot water <laughs> for the first three days. So yeah. I had to. Sh- the way I could shower was I had to wet a, like a full towel, yeah. hold it under the water, yeah. wait for it to cool down enough that I could then wash myself with it. <laughs> no, same thing. Oh, Isolated. No, f- oh mate, no food. And I, I I couldn't wait to get out of there. I actually ended up winning doubles that week with JP Smith. That right. And so I had to stay there for like eight days, and it was the worst eight days I've ever experienced. Because there's uh, there's tennis tournaments everywhere now in China. I mean, there's oh, everywhere. The calendar every year seems to be increasing. I mean, obviously the, there's a huge push now into Asia and uh, to make that you know such a, a big market and the dollars now, but. Yeah, um, nah. I suppose had to start from uh, scratch, so you'd hope it's going to continue to get better. Yeah, and we all thought oh, the, the, the advertisers being in this sort of five-star resort that they've built, and um, maybe you know when it was finished, it might have been, but yeah. you know when it when it wasn't finished, I can guarantee you it certainly wasn't a, fi- a five-star resort. SMS just came through. I'm an accountant. This lifestyle still sounds good. <laughs> I mean, Sam's not saying it's not a good lifestyle, and he's seen some great parts of the world, and it's, um, he would say it's a real privilege to be a, a professional athlete playing tennis around the world, but you do yep. go to some spots that um, you certainly wouldn't be booking a holiday to. Yeah, well, number two is uh, it's a place in Algeria called Skikta, right? which is Algeria is the biggest country in Africa, yep. and it's pretty much all desert. Um <laughs> It's not a place I would advise going to when you're 18 years old or 19 years old by yourself without a coach. So you've travelled from from yeah, London, London. So I was in at our AIS base in London. Yep. I said to the coach, "I want to go play two weeks in uh, Algeria," and he said, "You want to go and what?" I said, "I need some points. I want to go play two weeks in Algeria." Yep. He said, "Well, mate, you're going by yourself. I'm not going. I've got kids. I'm not going to Algeria." I said, yeah, "Okay, fair enough." Organised my flights. Uh, I, I remember flying in. And they'd overbooked the plane for my domestic flight from Algiers to Skikta. Mm. And it just happened to be one or the other. There was an Egyptian guy playing the tournament on my flight. I didn't really know him. He was just chatting a bit in the airport. And yep. we go on the plane, they, my seat's full. And I, so he goes up, starts speaking Arabic. And the next bit, they've tapped a lady on the shoulder and said, basically, this guy's got to fly. You're off. Just kick someone off. <laughs> <You're> no, <Nah>, I'm not. <laughs> Let the big man in. Yeah, but and also like they, you know, in airplanes they put the bags under the plane. Yeah. Well, someone must have overchecked because the whole back half of the plane, sort of the back three rows and the back of the plane, was just full of suitcases. So what airline was this? Oh, what Algeria? Yeah, Algiers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the local carrier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, so half the half the check luggage is inside the, uh, you know, the, the cabin. Yeah. Um, we get there, turn up to the courts. The whole tennis center is under. Arm guard, so right. you know, Algerian. Just to make you feel at ease. Guard, just to make me feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Didn't really put two and two together at the start. Um, so we, I win my uh, second round. So I get into the quarterfinals, and the supervisor, a guy from England, I got to know from playing the tournaments there, and comes and says, "All right," called the eight guys who were in the quarterfinals together, and said, "All right, guys, we uh, just so you know, I've been informed by a government official that you all have to go into the hotel now for three days of lockdown." <laughs> And we said, what do you mean? What, a little He's, sandstorm or something coming uh, through? National, so Algeria is not the most uh, stable country politically, and they've told us that national elections are on for the next two days or three days, and they're worried about you know terror threats and bombs going off. and Right. Yeah, and I, I, mean, I would have liked to know that before I decided to go there. So you've gone into lockdown. So we've gone into lockdown in the hotel. Yeah. Um, the problem was, because it's such a you know desert country, 
um, they used to shut the water off in the hotel between 9 and 5 every day. So if you got up at 9.15 and wanted to take a shower, wow. you couldn't. If you uh, went out for a run, which I did one day, and yep. with my long blonde hair at the time, wasn't probably the best idea running <laughs> through Algeria during national elections. It would have been like me going to northern Italy, because uh, my wife's from there, and they look at me as if I'm some, something like from out of space or something. Yeah, no, it was, uh, I reckon I ran out, I ran about two blocks down the road, and I thought, no, nah, I'm turning around and going back here. But the problem was, no water, so they had to sit there till five o'clock till they turned the water back on. Couldn't flush the toilet, couldn't do anything. So what's going on outside? Are there these, you know, obviously the elections, there's a bit going on, well, people I on the streets. Hear, I could hear you don't, and it's not too exact, but you could hear. I heard, there was bombs going off. I swear, in the next cities like Constantine or something like that, like there was yep. bombs going off. Wow. So yeah. So after three days, so, well, got- so, so all the players got together, and we actually tried to boycott the tournament. We wrote yeah. a sort of an email to the ITF, and they said, "No, you guys decided to go there." And it was like we well, could have at least put it on the fact sheet or something, like told us before we got here. Yeah, like they warn you if you're going to a country where yeah. there's a bit going on. Yeah. And then so the fact that the advice was probably not uh, appropriate that you go. Yeah, so that was probably not the uh, the best place I've ever been to. Well, you got out. That is a good thing, and you're still here. Uh, number one, uh, Kashi Uzbekistan. So Kashi yeah. is you take a five hour. You fly into Tashkent, the capital. You do yep. your, all your visas and stuff, and you take a five hour. All the flights into Uzbekistan normally arrive in the night, so you you organise a car, mm. you know, pay some guy, however much money. You know, he, you negotiate with him and he drives you five hours through the mountain on dodgy roads to uh, to Kashi. You get there. Kashi's where the US used to have an army base yep. for Afghanistan. So yep. it's sort of getting down that way towards the Afghan border. Um, third floor of the hotel I was staying on. Yep. The water doesn't get to the third floor. So you're traveling on your own here? Yep. No, yep. there's a couple of Aussie guys there. Okay. So I was lucky because I was on the third floor. So I used to have to go down to Adam Feeney's room to yep. shower because he had water on the first floor. I didn't get it on the third floor. Um, when you go into Uzbekistan, you're meant to declare how much money you're taking into the country. Right. Um, I didn't know this for the first time. So you say you're taking in $800 cash. Um, you change at the airport, they've got inflation's ridiculous. You get a plastic bag that's just full of money. Like It's like you've won the lotto. Yep. Um, but when you leave the country, you're not allowed to take out more money than you bring in. So... I, you have a good week okay. and you have more than your 800 bucks. All of a sudden, you, not, doesn't, you don't spend much when you're there. No. Um, and we get there and someone says from the tournament, well, you know, they used to pay cash back in that, that certain countries back in the day. They don't do it anymore. Yeah. But someone from the tournament said, oh, you're not allowed to take more money out than you brought in. I said, well, heads up would have been nice. See, so going out of the airport, you're, you're wrapping money. So I remember sitting there and putting $100 bills around my racket handle and then gripping over the top of them <laughs> so you could try to smuggle money out of the country illegally. <laughs> And then putting money under the like insoles in your shoes, guys putting hundred dollar notes in their shoes, guys putting like so literally hiding money to smuggle it out of the country so the government doesn't confiscate it on the way out. And then you're flying out on. I didn't want to drive again, yeah. so flying back from Kashi to Tashkent, yep. they have these old you know planes from the you know, wars in Russia or whatever. Yeah. It's an old USSR country, and this is. <laughs> People probably think I'm exaggerating here, but on an old plane, I swear there was bullet holes in the side of the plane. <laughs> I swear you to God, it like it was, mate. It was, it was. A, and you know what? I reckon I went back to Uzbekistan like three more times because same thing. You're chasing points, trying to get your ranking up. Have you chatted to Dennis Easterman, uh, the finest product out of Uzbekistan, about any of this? Have you ever he doesn't even Dennis? live there. He lives in Moscow. No, I know, but no, of course. We uh, Tashkent's okay. I played once yeah. in Tashkent. Tashkent, you know, it's it's well, it's okay compared to Kashi. 
I'll tell you what. Uh, wow, Sam, please write a book about your experiences. These are the stories we all love to hear. Uh, Sam Gross Top 5. Interesting destinations. Best segment on SEM for the summer so far. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.